It's the High School Football Preseason Special, presented by Midwest Concussion Clinic on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our exciting High School Football Preseason Special here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM, presented by Midwest Concussion Clinic. I am Brett Rump. For the next two hours, we're going to talk to 20 area coaches and get their take on what to expect from their football teams. We'll also have a chance to talk a little bit about what to expect from each conference in our area, the Summit Athletic Conference, the NE8, the ACAC, and the Northeast Corner Conference. High School Football Media a day took place just a few weeks ago. We had a chance to sit down with a number of coaches, with Shannon Griffith and myself conducting a number of the interviews, and it gave us a little bit of a preview of what to expect from each team. Of course, when you look at the Summit Athletic Conference, you've got the Bishop Dwanger Saints loaded with depth, but will they have the offensive line and the questions at quarterback for the Bishop Dwanger Saints, a position that's going to start with some inexperience? There's always talent at Bishop Dwanger, but will they be able to claim the Summit Athletic Conference crown? You look around the league and you think that this might be the year for Snyder. A lot of experience returns for the Snyder Panthers. Bouncing off, maybe a disappointing season for Snyder as far as what their standards are, but Snyder's had a history of bouncing back after disappointments and having great seasons. The Carroll Chargers, they've got Jeff Becker at quarterback. That's enough right there to consider the Chargers a threat each and every week. And the Bishop Lewers Knights coming off a state championship game appearance last year. Are they going to be able to compete with the big boys this year with the return of Carson Clark and a bevy of terrific skill players at Bishop Lewers? It's going to be a fun couple of hours, so buckle up and enjoy and prepare for the start of high school football coming up this Friday night here at 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM as we'll have the Carroll Chargers opening that brand new stadium against the Bishop Lures Knights. Not only a great football game, but what should be a great environment at the beautiful new facilities out on the Carroll High School campus. Let's not wait any longer. Let's get right to it. Let's start with our coaches. And what better place to start than the team that we'll have featured coming up this Friday and the Carroll Chargers. Well, Coach, first of all, it, it feels good to actually be here and know that we've got a high school football season. You know, Brad, I, I completely agree with you. It's, it's great to have our kids together you know, they need to be together. They need the social activity. They need the athletic activity. Um, so we're, we're really excited about the season. We're excited to, to have a June July as as was normal. Um, last year was not. Um, so, you know, this this year we're excited about many things. And, and the biggest thing is to have some normalcy in school and athletic activity within Carroll High School. Well, then maybe the second biggest thing is that little project that's been going on out there at Carroll, the brand new stadium. I'm sure that's something that, well, many of us would have considered it long overdue, but it's finally there. It's finally ready to get started. We can't wait to get out there and see it. Yep, and you're right. It, it, it was overdue, you know, but our our board has done a tremendous job and, and we're very thankful for the construction project. Um, you're going to love it. You know, it's got a you know a nice room just for media um, and so it's it's a great place to to watch a game it's got plenty of seating plenty of restrooms a nice concession area open um, turf turf facility and so we're, we're really excited you know and and we're fortunate to have the opportunity to to play in such a brand, you know brand new facility does a turf surface change anything that you do with your program as far as where you put athletes or the type of offense or defense that you run you know without question you're you're a little bit faster on on a turf surface um which i think you know plays into our hand a little bit but 
You know, it doesn't change a, a lot in terms of preparation. You know, what it does is it eases your anxiety in regards to inclement weather. Um, we are finally the, the last team, 6A, to have a turf surface. So all 6A teams in, in Indiana now have a turf surface. And the turf surface that we're on is the same that the Colts are playing on, Cincinnati Bengals. You know, but I, it does it does help you play faster, you know, and, and I think it's going to be conducive to great games. When you talk about your football team and who you've got coming back, we've got to start with quarterback Jeff Becker. You know, he's been there for a couple of years now, and it's got to make you feel good. No, you've got that experience to kind of build around. Yeah, always the position that you feel comfortable about returning to the quarterback spot. And, you know, Jeff will be a, thir- a three-year starter, and and he's been very productive, as we know, um, you know, and, and the catalyst of, of our program, you know, especially on the offensive side. And so there, there are guys that surround him. Um, but without question, you know, Jeff makes plays, you know, throwing the ball, running the ball, making decisions. And, and having a guy come back for his third year eases the anxiety with, with coaches in regards to installation of offense and you know and, and new personnel coming back. There's still that transition at the quarterback spot that, that makes that transition for other players a little bit easier. What does it mean as far as leadership? One of the greatest leadership characteristics is trust, and, and other players have to trust him. There are three components of trust that we continually talk about. One of those components is competency. Okay. Can you play? Can you do those things on the field? And and he does that over and over. Besides Jeff, tell us what you expect from your offense. Offensively, you know, we've got several guys returning, you know, like Luke Carmody and A.J. Lazoff and Jameson Coverstone and, um, you know, a few offensive line guys, Tyler Wiersma and, and Max Malcolm, you know, just to name, to name a few guys. Jake Rust is a senior, uh, played very limited for us last year, but you know, those guys are, re- are returning guys. Um, there's a few underclassmen that will contribute to that as well. But, um, you know, those guys that we hope will provide, you know, great productivity as we have had in the past on the offensive side. Talking to Coach Deck Dynan here from the Carroll Chargers. Coach, defensively, what do you expect to see from your football team? Um, defensively, again, we want, we want our guys to play fast. Um, we want to fly to the ball. You know, we've got some athletes on, on the defensive side as well. Um, some great seniors and, and Ethan Beaupre, uh, Aaron Stewart, Liam Mottenweller, you know, a few guys, Aaron Jackaway, to just to name a few. And, and these seniors are, are going to lead us by, by putting in a new scheme, by, by playing to the ball fast, by playing tenacious defense and being relentless all the time. You know, without question, the, the defensive side is a side that we have to improve on. You know, we have to improve our defensive side. We have to cut down the scoring output of the opponent. And if we do that, we feel that we're going to be competitive every week. Coach, uh, appreciate it. Have fun at Media Day today and good luck with the season. Brent, we look forward to much. seeing you in that yep, beautiful absolutely. new facility. That thank is Coach you. Doug Dynan joining us. Jason Garrett joining us here. I want to start with some of the guys you've got coming back because I think there's a key loss. Uh, a guy that you've counted on and Brendan Lytle is the quarterback the last, uh, what, three years. And now that's going to be a key position that's going to have somebody new in it. Who do you see as being the signal caller this year for the Bishop Winger Saints? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, through the summer, we really have three guys that are vying for the position. And, uh, you know, no decision has been made on that yet. It's As all the coaches know, the summer is a great time, but it's, it's also a hard time to really fully evaluate. And uh, so... We'll hit August 2nd, and we'll have those first couple weeks, including the scrimmage, to really take a hard look at some guys. Uh, We've got a a senior and two juniors. All three, you know, uh, have a good background. Uh, I think potentially could be that guy. It's just kind of putting the whole puzzle together. So 
you know, for us, all things begin on defense, right? So that's always our first uh, area of focus, you know, find those, those 11, 15, 18 guys that are uh, going to play Bishop Winger defense, you know, and, and be able to, you know, as uh, Coach Colkman, you know, kind of put us all in the mood, you know, you can't, they, they can't win if they can't score. So it's always been, you know, back to Fred Tone and, you know, it's the Bishop Winger tradition. We try not to mess it up. It starts on defense. And then, you know, you, you find guys that can obviously be successful on offense and that, that signal caller becomes a guy that's going to manage the game for us and, uh, you know, allow our defense to do what he does, do what they do, and then, uh, you know, capitalize when we can. So the long and the short is, you know, we're still working out some of those details with those three guys. Well, let's start with defense then, since that's where you want to start. That front seven has really uh, been a strength of Bishop Dwinger last couple of years. What do you have coming back, and what are some of the key spots that you're going to have to fill? Yeah, uh, in the in the middle linebacker position are really two spots. Obviously, we're trying to replace John Michael Fabini on the outside, and you know, so you know that that front seven is is obviously the the key piece of all everything that we do. One of the things that we're seeing with some guys like Jack Tipman and KJ Tipman and Gavin Groves, and uh, we we had some guys in the middle, uh, Ben Simcox and uh, Vogel Mitchell Vogelweed, and. Uh, so we've got had a, a lot of guys that have a ton of reps from last season. Um, maybe didn't you know start every game, but uh, one of the things that we're really looking at this year that we've been very excited about, and it's it's hard work they put in since January, is our our speed and athleticism. I think is is as good or or maybe the best that I've seen since I've been around. So, you know, uh, being able to play fast and know where you're going is a huge part of everything we do. You know, our mantra this year that the seniors came up with was it. And, uh, you know, that, that defines our defense to be gritty and offense as well. But, you know, starting on defense is be gritty, you know, do their jobs. <laughs> they can't win if they can't score. So um, we're looking at some of those, those pieces together, that front seven. And on the back end, we got, you know, just about everybody returning. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing how that all comes together. When you look at the offensive side, the offensive line has obviously been a, a dominant area for Bishop Dwenger. We could go through and just start mentioning all the names and horses that you've had, the options of behind every season. What's the offensive line like? Uh, I would say in terms of Bishop Dwenger High School, it's a little bit uh, undersized, right? Uh, that big one or two or three guys, you know, that uh, we've had in the past. Uh, we don't really have that guy, if you will. But, uh, you know, we just scrimmaged last night and you know, it's, it's always good when we say the highlight of the scrimmage was our offensive line. So, you know, when you got some guys that uh, like to be in the trenches and like contact and are willing to, you know, get into a block and secure a block, you know, then you can scheme around that. So, you know, that's part of, you know, the offensive uh, thing that, uh, you know, we need to start piecing together. Who's going to be that signal caller, that game manager, and what are some things that our line allows us to do with some of their athleticism and their grittiness, you know, so... You know, we're looking at all that. I think it's going to be a, an interesting, you know, kind of process through the through the early part of the season, through the through the conference to get us ready for the postseason to see how we best utilize some of that, you know, which I think are very positive attributes. We just don't have that, you know, Joe Tittman or whoever you want to whoever you want to mention <laughs> yeah. to. Uh, you need a yard. You know where you're going, and you yeah. can tell the other team where you're going. Yeah, you know, and it, but, maybe uh, he'll even get in the backfield yeah, right, yeah. for you. Yeah, I mean, right, what the right, heck? Right. Um, Coach, let's talk about uh, when your quarterback, is whoever it might be, uh, does take the snap, needs to complete a pass. You've got a couple of guys you can throw it to. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, one of our captains, Rocco Sioka, and then you got Henry O'Keefe and Sam Campbell, and, you know, we've got some other younger guys that were able to get some reps as well. And you know, I'd say at that wide receiver, you know, slot depth, we're, uh, we're looking pretty good. 
As far as your backfield, you've, you've had a lot of depth at running back. In fact, last year it seemed like you could put three, four, five guys back there. What's the status of running back this year? It's probably the deepest uh, running position we've had. Um, you know, just again, last night at our scrimmage, I mean, um, we're, we're very excited about what we have there. And, you know, with the way we two platoon and some of the ways that we want to utilize some of our other guys, um, it gives us some options. Just curious, looking back now on uh, some time spent with your new house <laughs> at Shields Field. Oh, um, you just gave me the is, chills. <laughs> what has that meant, though, to have a home field that, uh, you know, I mean, the guys have the pride when they run out. This is their place. Oh, there's no doubt. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, you, you gave me the chills. I, I think for so many years, you know, I think of our whole Bishop Boinger community, right? I mean, so we, we maintain a close bond with a lot of our alumni, guys that were back in the 66, 67, you know, 68, you know, the city championships, and those guys come around and, you know, oh, yeah, it used to be rocks, and, you know, yeah, it was all mud, and we pick up rocks after practice, you know, and then they're just standing there awestruck as they look, you know, at the stadium. So, you know, you, you can't really put into words, you know, and, and it doesn't get old, right? I mean, we certainly... You know, we talk about it. There's nothing to take, you know, uh, take for granted, right? We're, we're very, very blessed and practicing out there and being able to utilize it. And, and, and uh, I think, it, you know, we just had a youth camp. <laughs> People thought we were crazy, but we went 9 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. under the lights. And we had 180 kids, uh, third grade through eighth grade. And, uh, you know, we've got some of it or whatever. And you just say, you know. Uh, the future and the excitement and, you know, the opportunity to be at home, yeah. to be yeah. at home. And, uh, you know, I keep teasing Kirk. He's the only one. He's the only one left <laughs> and kind of rubbing that salt in the wound. But, uh, yeah, yeah, you can't put words for our community, you know, the the kids, you know, the Friday nights for the guy, the kids that are in the stands to the guys that get a run out on the field. It's, it's something they always remember, right? I mean, I still remember the game one. Oh, yeah. The streamers and everything. And we got, the, you know, our homecoming is now with the partnership with Army Air National Guard. We're flying in a Black Hawk helicopter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just those are memories that they, you know, for whatever reason, football, you know, football is blessed to have an opportunity to, to be a part of the entire community, you know, and having that at home, you just, you can't measure it. Well, good luck this year, Coach. Well, and, I appreciate uh, you. We'll, we'll run into you a few times down the road. Yeah, thanks, thank, Brett. Thank you so much. Right. That is Coach Jason Garrett, the Bishop Dwanger Saints. A big thank you to Midwest Concussion Clinic, making this high school football preseason special possible. And we continue on with more coaches from the Summit Athletic Conference. Joining us now from the Northern Bruins, it is Jason Dorfler. You know, Coach, I've asked this question of some other guys, but i uh, got to ask it of you, too. How have things been different this offseason? Being able to work with the guys, having a regular offseason, you have to feel as a coach that this season so much more prepared maybe than you were for what the questions were going into last season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it feels like we are back to normal a little bit. Um, and we and we kind of anticipated that, um, you know, as we got through the school year that this might be uh, hopefully a normal summer. And it, it's turned out to be fairly normal. There's still some things that, that we uh, – we do a little bit differently, but um, it, it's nice to be back. And, and if you look at where we're at now compared to last year, and this is probably true of most teams and programs, um, you know, we're way ahead of where we were at this year or this time last year. Um, so, so that's a good thing. Uh, we we bring uh, we have a lot of inexperience along our offense and defensive lines, so it's been nice to be able to just take the time and not feel rushed. To, to try to, you know, get everything in. I know one of the big challenges for Jason Dorfler and the Northrop Bruins is to get over that hump and, and become a consistent 500-plus football team. 
What's the next step? I think you're right on there. We, we really, uh, that's kind of been our focus. We, we need to get over the hump. And, um, you know, in order to do that, we, we have to beat the Snyder, Dwanger, Carroll, Homestead, uh, you know, those people consistently. And uh, we were, we've been fortunate enough to knock off a few of them. Um, but it, it's going to take that year after year after year. And it's not an easy thing. So, you, you know, I, I think our kids expect to compete, which is, which is something that, you know, maybe not has always, has not always been there. But there's a disappointment when we don't play well, and there's a disappointment when we lose games. And um, so, so the expectations are, have been raised, and now we just need to keep getting better. It's kind of odd. I, I have no idea who's going to take the snap or who he's going to turn around and give it to. Uh, do you know at this point who's going to do that? Uh, yeah, so we we have um, Keon Bates is a returning. Um, well, he started last five games last year as a sophomore quarterback. So he is back. Um and we also have a transfer Roosevelt Northfleet from right. from Southside. So uh, it is rare that you have two guys with SAC experience, starting experience, competing, you know, with each other for a job. So uh, we consider ourselves very lucky in, in that regard. At the running back position, it, it'll probably be a uh, a group of guys. You know, we don't have a guy like we did last year in, in Demarius Cowan that we're going to give the ball to 30 times a game. So we've got five or six backs that are all really, really good and uh, excited to make an impact. So. Whoever that quarterback is, I know he's got a couple of guys to throw to. You've got a pretty decent receiving core coming back. Yeah, the strength of our team is really right now our skill guys, and uh, we got some excellent receivers who have had excellent off-seasons. Uh, and on the defensive side, our, our secondary is very, very good. It's comforting. If, if we get into a third and long, we're now we're, we're in great shape. You know, that's... We're playing into the strength of our defense. So. You don't have to remind me a couple of years ago. I remember some of those third and long situations where you couldn't get those stops. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's fun to, you know, you look around at some of our guys, you know, at practice. And, and I think I made reference to this earlier this week. One of our young tackles was struggling to block a defensive end. And, you know, you got to think this defensive end is one of the best. You're not going to face a better yeah. one on Friday night. So, um, you know, we, we have a couple of those guys at different positions. And you look at and say, you know, I'm glad they're on our team type type guys. So thank you so much. Best of luck. All right. Thank you. Jason Dorfler, Northrop Bruins, joining us here. The high school football preseason special presented by Midwest Concussion Clinic. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.